0: After a stunning loss to the Boston College Eagles on Saturday for the Louisville Cardinals, many in the fan base are asking, well, what happens now? We're going to try to answer that on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on everyone welcome into to another episode of the locked on the Louisville podcast. I'm your host Dalton Pence at this time. I'd like to thank LinkedIn jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the locked on college network. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. As I mentioned, we're going to attempt to answer the question, what happens now after the Louisville Cardinals lost to the Boston College Eagles on Saturday? Um, Definitely a stunning loss in which the Cardinals were a... Uh, multiple touchdown favorite heading into the matchup uh, in Boston. We will then dive into the results a little bit more in depth and talk about just what went wrong for the Cardinals up in Massachusetts. And then finally, we'll end the show on some good news where the second-ranked Louisville volleyball team took care of number 11 Georgia Tech at home. On Sunday afternoon at LM Federal Credit Union Arena. So we'll start out with the big question that has been making its way around the fan base and has been asked by uh, numbers and numbers of people. Um, and that is what happens now. The Louisville Cardinals losing to the Boston College Eagles 34 to 33 on Saturday afternoon. Um a game in which the cardinals opened up as a 16 and a half point favorite the week prior and i think that the the number kind of hovered around the 13 to 14 point range but regardless the cardinals were supposed to win that game and they were supposed to win it somewhat convincingly as well by multiple touchdowns so um, the big question is well what happens now well i think that you know all of the momentum that was gained over the offseason from some coaching changes and recruiting um, changes via the NIL and how well the program was recruiting and things of that nature. All that momentum is gone. It's probably been long gone since the Florida State game. You could make the argument that it was gone um, after the Syracuse loss. But uh, now you're sitting at 2-3, and which was supposed to be the – um, the easier part of the schedule because the back half is loaded with ranked teams, teams that are in contention for the ACC, and then also some other top teams. Um, I I think that the writing is on the wall. I don't think that I really have to spell it out here in, in what will likely happen at, at some point Um, when it comes to coaching. Uh, it seems like most of the fan base is under the assumption that this is probably the final year. Um, of Scott Satterfield's tenure here at the University of Louisville, at least that's what most of the fans think. That's obviously not set in stone, but to essentially turn this ship around this season, the Cardinals would have to not only um, you know handle the games you're supposed to win against Virginia and South or South Florida, James Madison, but now you would have to essentially pull off two upsets just to get to bowl eligibility. Um, What happens now? The first thing is um, the road to bowl eligibility becomes not necessarily impossible, but extremely improbable. Is is this a thing to where could I see the Cardinals, you know, making a bowl at the end of the season? I mean, possibly, I'm not going to say it's uh, impossible because there's talent on this team, but nothing that I've seen uh, in the first five weeks from the Louisville Cardinals, lead me to believe that hey, this team could you know put a string of good performances together and and get to six wins, get to seven wins. I think that that's kind of the only way that this ship gets turned around, regardless of, of the level that the the program is recruiting at. Um, uh, in terms of a time frame look, a lot of people think that maybe a coaching change would come soon. I personally am in the uh, belief that um, it's probably something that, you know, Satterfield's going to finish the season out at Louisville before the uh, – the the athletic administration decides to make a change if they do. Um, Now, granted, who knows? uh, Wisconsin just got rid of their head coach that – had a 72% winning percentage. So I guess stranger things have happened and it be, it will. Maybe the, uh, the discussion's a little different if Louisville goes on a losing streak here. But I think my gut feeling right now is that Scott Satterfield finishes out this year and tries to turn the ship around and, and um, you know, stays committed to his guys for sure. Uh, it seems like this team is committed to fighting for each other, which is a good sign uh, that they're not giving up just yet. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, of the families out there from the from the players on social media, you know, saying that, you know, we know this team isn't, you know, being the team's talent isn't being reflected by the record. They're better than two and three. They can still turn it around. And, and who knows? Maybe they do. I think that, you know, it, we're going to definitely see. But right now, Louisville is in a very big hole that they're going to have to try to dig themselves out of. And uh, the road to doing that, it, it gets very, very difficult. Um, you know, beating James Madison in Virginia, possibly having to beat Virginia without Malik Cunningham, whose status is still unknown by the time of this recording uh, after going out against Boston College with injury. Um Regardless, I think that, you know, we're just in we're in we're in a little bit of an interesting situation because year four, you know, you kind of have an idea, even if the results aren't there at that point, um, year four of a of a respective coach's tenure at a certain school, um, you, you can kind of get a basis that the team um you know, you can see the improvement uh, to come. You know, you're starting to see uh, you know, the the benefits to come, the, um, the, you know, just the light at the end of the tunnel per se. But it seems like the same issues that were hurting Louisville in year one are still kind of lingering around in year four. Um, inconsistency, um, on the field. Um, you know, obviously recruiting has seen a, a massive upswing. Um, you know, some coaching issues in terms of schemes, stuff like that. You know, if, you know, one can make the argument that, hey, you know, this, uh, this team or this program has kind of taken a couple steps back with each and every season, 2019, you win eight games, a bowl win, uh, 2020, you kind of take that with a grain of salt because everyone had to deal with COVID, uh, the challenges that that season brought forth and things, the variables that were out of your control, so on and so forth. Um, 2021 rolls around and you win six games. You, you, Probably could make the argument that you know you hey Dalton uh, this team could have won nine you said it yourself after a couple bad quarters so you're just you know a couple plays away or a couple of possessions away from being eight and four nine and three and I get that for sure but it's a matter of the results and I think that that's why year four was so pivotal is the fact that okay. There's nothing you can really fall back on here because the moral victory card really isn't, uh, you know, available. Not saying that you know that was being taken anyway, but you had to get the results. You had to put it in terms of wins and losses. You had to be consistent. You had to finish games, and through five games, um, Louisville is two and three, Uh, three games in which Syracuse, you call it for what it is, they're in the top 25 Florida State as well, but Wobble failed to finish against the Seminoles. Uh, They struggled against Central Florida, but came out with the victory there. And then Boston College, another 50-50 game in which the Cardinals came out on the losing end, and now you're stuck looking down the rest of your schedule with ranked teams like NC State, Clemson, Wake Forest, Pittsburgh, Kentucky, so on and so forth. James Madison looks solid. You may have to play Virginia without Malik Cunningham. The odds are against you. And I'm not saying that this team can't turn it around, but at this point, it seems like the writing is on the wall. Uh, regardless, let me say this for the Lowell fans listening to this. Um, regardless, if wins out or if they don't get another win for the rest of the season, I'm going to approach this podcast in the same exact way. It is going to be uh, doing the due diligence for the team. I'm not going to give up on these players, nor should you. These guys need us more than ever right now. There's a lot of talent on this team. I think that that's kind of what makes these results so frustrating is that you see the talent on the team, and it's very obvious. You had a lot of starters come back from last year, a lot of veterans, and the talent is there. It's just, you know, inconsistent on the field some other issues and things of that nature schemes whatever it may have you uh, but regardless um, you know I've been on the Scott Satterfield train up until this point the loss against Boston College I, I felt like made things very clear of where this is going obviously still still some opportunity to turn it around um, but um, still a, that, that is a very tall task and, and I really haven't seen much that garners much confidence in in the um, in the team doing so this season, but like I said, don't give up on this team. Continue to go to the games. Continue to support them. Um, you know, don't bash them on social media. Don't bash them on social media at all. That's that's a golden rule number one. But um, still, I mean, these players need the fan support. Um, regardless, if you win twelve games or you go zero and twelve, you may not necessarily uh, agree with you know. You know, the coaching and things of that nature, but control what you can control and support these players, you know, make it an effort to come to the games at Cardinal Stadium and be loud, be proud. I mean, that's what sports are all about. Um, I know I sound kind of cliche there, but. It needs to be said, don't give up on this team because you don't like, you know, the coaching staff. Uh, That's not, you know, the way that this um, should go down for the fans, regardless of a coaching change is made or not, which a lot of fans believe is coming at some point. Um, I'm going to continue to continue to operate each and every week, you know, preparing, you know previews for opponents on the show um, discussing results recruiting things of that nature so on and so forth so uh, operating as normal until we get some new information or a new development comes about so um, what happens now the question is it's kind of a waiting game you kind of wait and see you support the team until something happens um, if, if you decide to put if, if the team gets to the point where they're putting a winning streak together albeit unlikely who knows um, but if the team keeps losing and a coaching change is made, well, I think that obviously that's what happens. But at this point, who knows? Um, I don't think that a coaching change is going to be made in the near future unless something changes. But at this point, I would assume that it's something that Scott Satterfield will definitely finish out the season for the University of Louisville. So, But like I said, we're going to continue to go to business as usual. We're going to talk about the Boston College loss um, in particular After we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Um, You can put the... uh, Purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Uh, Screening questions and other simple tools make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The loss against Boston College on Saturday was perhaps the most frustrating loss for the Louisville Cardinals endured under the head coaching tenure of Scott Satterfield since he took over after the 2018 season. The Cardinals came into this matchup a double-digit favorite Um, And ended up losing this 34 to 33 the main takeaway for me in this one is that the same issues Continue to arise the number one for me. It's just this blanket term of Inconsistency and what I mean by that and then a lot of fans can kind of catch the drift here is that hey look You kind of see what's happening it's like Certain aspects of the game look solid and then one or two aspects the team is struggling with um, you know, the team looks good offensively and defensively, but penalties and turnovers. Uh, maybe you're clean in the turnover and the penalties margin and then you give a big plays on defense or your defense plays good and the offense can't move the ball. So on and so forth. Um, also, the uh, the adjustments made uh, sometimes in the second half. I think I read a statistic from Kelly Dickey that said, um, you know, Scott Satterfield's Louisville Cardinals have uh, been held scoreless like 11 times. In the past, uh, or eleven times in the fourth quarter, I'm gonna try to look that up. I'm not sure if that's or where I saw that stat, um, but it was pretty. It was pretty eye-opening. I'll have to go back and see where that is. But um, let's see. Um. Louisville has been tied or leading in the fourth quarter of six of its last nine losses. That's something he tweets out. Louisville has lost four of seven games over the past year when scoring thirty or more points. UofL has lost one point games twice in less than a year after not doing so since nineteen ninety seven. Um, let's see. There was something about um, there was something about the Cardinals being held scoreless. Um, in the fourth quarter of games. And I'm trying to find out where that is. Uh, I I apologize that I'm not being able to find that currently at at the, at the moment. Here it is. Louisville. No, that's not it. Regardless. I'm sorry. No, no, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry. (laughs) Somebody asked him how many times has a sat coach Louisville team been held scoreless in the fourth quarter? 11, including today, eight of those have been losses. So, I'm so sorry that it took me forever to find that. Um, But regardless, um, this was a game to where defensively the Cardinals struggled um, all throughout. Uh, Louisville was failing to take advantage um, of turnovers, which has been an issue. Um, They opened up the game with a touchdown. Boston College immediately threw an interception. Right after that, a three and out for the Cardinals. Boston College would answer with a touchdown. Another pump for Louisville. Boston College would then cough up another a uh, turnover this time in form of a fumble. Louisville with a short field only was able to get a field goal out of that Boston College with a touchdown. Um, turnover on downs, punt, punt. They did capitalize off of a Boston College fumble in the second quarter to go up 16-14, to 14, and then the team exchanged touchdowns for a 23-21 Louisville lead. Um, second half, obviously Louisville um, very, very... Stagnant offensively in the fourth quarter. Obviously, Malik Cunningham goes out with an injury um, in that second half to where I think he missed two drives or something along that matter. Brock Doman, um, I think one for eight or one for nine, passing the ball. Will really not able to move the ball as much. Another thing, uh, inconsistency wise, zero penalties in the first half, six for 70. In the second half and that um, w- was very costly. Um, you had some plays to where I think it, there were holdings on the defense. Uh, the one that uh, stood out to me was Jawar Jordan's 48 yard touchdown run that ultimately got called back due to a chop block. So or a legal block blow the waste whatever you want to call it. And um, you know that 15 yard penalty not only took that touchdown back, but it stalled the Cardinal drive and the Cardinals were able, were not a, able to convert uh, Boston college did what I said that they could not do or, or what, what, what couldn't allow them to do. And that's to keep the offense one dimensional. The, the rushing attack for Boston college finally had a good day. Um, averaged almost a hundred more yards than their season average. 36 carries, 144 yards, four yards per carry, one touchdown on the ground. Phil, Jerkovic, had 304 yards through the air. I feel like three of those passes were, you know, or three 304 was on majority of the three of those passes, two long touchdowns to Zay Flowers in which Louisville, um, you know, kind of got gashed defensively going deep. Now, granted, Zay Flowers is one of the best wide receivers in the conference, but still that's something that you can't allow to do. A big run by freshman Alex Broom on a 40-yard touchdown run. Some big-time plays that Louisville gave up some – Some momentum shifting plays for Boston College, a team that came into this game really, really going in the wrong direction, just got blown out by 30 points to Florida State, outgained the Cardinals 448 to 352 in terms of yardage. Look, this was a thing to where, man, I felt like Louisville, I mean, Louisville was the better team. Or Louisville is the better team, and they just did not play well at all. Boston College came out ready to go. They turned the ball over three times. They hit 13 penalties for over 80 yards and they ended up winning this game because of the big plays on offense, because of, you know, the Louisville offense going stagnant in the second half, the Cardinals being able to capitalize on Boston College turnovers, so on and so forth. Um, I felt like um you know, just um, the Cardinals didn't really have an answer for Phil Jerkovic's passing game. Uh, the adjustments made weren't necessarily effective. Um, second half, you know, Boston College did what they had to do. I think that your backup quarterback, fourth and four from the 46-yard line, look, six minutes to go, you're up by two. I get it. You may want to try to assert your will and, you know, get it to a point where you're like, hey, let's go for the game here. I think punting the ball in that situation with a backup quarterback in probably might be the best uh, best case scenario. Now, granted, I'm not a coach, and if, if the play would have worked, people would have been praising Satterfield for it. But unfortunately, it didn't work, and you kind of look at it in hindsight, and that's kind of the dissection. Obviously, I'm not a coach, and I'm not saying that I know what would be better. But at the at the at the time, you know, that's that's kind of what we're thinking. So a lot of what went wrong for the Wobble Cardinals in this one. It was just an inconsistency thing when the defense got some stops, Louisville's offense failed to capitalize when the Louisville's offense was doing what it could, the Louisville defense gave up big plays, you know, so on and so forth. So that's all I want to talk about that loss. Let's get that out of the way. Um, but we're going to end the show talking about um, some good news. The number 2 ranked Louisville volleyball team defeated number 11 Georgia Tech on Sunday. We're going to break down that victory here in a second. After we talk about our friends over at Bet Online. If you didn't know, you should know by now. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news and podcasts, in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores. For every sport out there, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device. To learn more, bet online where the game starts. So the Louisville Cardinals volleyball team. Has been handling business. Obviously, we talked about that victory against Kentucky a couple weeks ago. Since then, a three to one victory over number nine Stanford, an opening ACC weekend sweep over Miami and Florida State, swept Clemson on Friday. Georgia Tech came to town on Sunday, and the Cardinals defeated the eleventh ranked Yellow Jackets three to one. If you weren't aware, star outside hitter Anna Beer hurt in that Stanford game hasn't played since. Has been considered week to week according to uh, a source close to the situation. Um, so with the Cardinals, um, you know chugging right along into conference play without their star outside hitter, this is where the balanced um, attack and the balanced overall production of this team comes to play. Claire Chausse stepping up big in her absence, a match high. 16, or I'm sorry, a tied match high, a team high, 16 kills, swinging at a 351 clip, which is incredible. Iko Jones, 12 kills, 385 clip. Amaya Telma had, had 12, sorry, 12 kills, also seven blocks. Um, excuse me. Nina Mbanu, I think that's how you pronounce uh, Nina's name. I apologize if I'm saying that incorrectly. She had uh, nine kills uh, as well. Elena Scott, the Mercy Academy product. Uh, Recorded a career high in digs in this match with 26. Um, Raquel Lotharo had 12 digs. She also had 42 assists. Just another. A balanced attack from Danny Buswon Kelly's team going up against a very solid Georgia Tech team. Georgia Tech ten and two coming into the match, playing some solid competition. Uh, another balanced attack. They had five players with over eight kills. Uh, Breland Morissette, the middle blocker, uh, Julia Bergman, the six foot five outside hitter, also the transfer Aaron Moss. I believe from Florida International. I think is. Um, I think she's the transfer from Florida International. It could be. Um, incorrect, Um, but regardless, Georgia Tech, one of the best teams in the ACC along with the Cardinals and Pittsburgh. It seems like, you know, that's always the three headed monster in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the Panthers, the Yellow Jackets and the Cardinals. Um, Louisville will play Georgia Tech again on the road here. um, Later on this season, back in November, they'll have two matches with Pittsburgh, but uh, going right along in, ACC play, they're on the road next weekend up in the Northeast at Boston College at Syracuse, but the Cardinals now 13-1, 4-0 conference play, uh, and now, I'm sorry, actually, I think 14-1, uh, 4-0 in conference play, but regardless, a very, very solid um, outing from the Cardinals. Lost the first set, and that's something that they lost the first set to Kentucky as well, and they were able to bounce back. That's one thing over the past handful of seasons since uh, Danny has taken over as the head coach of Louisville is, um, you know, the overall persistence and perseverance of this team, you know, when they're faced with adversity in match, they're, they stay grounded and that's something that when i interviewed a handful of players last season for a feature pieces for cardinal sports zone they said yeah we never get too high in matches never get too low in matches uh you'll know, stay grounded and you know they lose the first set and they come back and they win the next three and that's uh you know big time from this team uh claire Chauce uh, has been very very solid no doubt in my mind she's going to end up being an all american um, this season uh, overall, for the match, Louisville's defense proving to be uh, stellar once again, uh, holding Georgia Tech to a 0. .150 uh, hitting percentage, while Louisville 0. .287. Um, overall, uh, My Tillman, eight blocks. Ico Jones with seven. Uh, uh, P.K. Kong as well with seven. Um, just an overall um, balanced approach, balanced production from the team, and one of those that, you know, reaffirm that hey, this team is going to be right back into the mix come November and come December when you know postseason rolls around and the Cardinals are fighting to get back to the final four. So uh tomorrow's episode of the show is going to be a little bit of basketball recruiting. I'm assuming the mail by bi- mail mailbag the mailbag will also be conducted. So get your questions in. You can find my Twitter at the handle below at the locked on Louisville Twitter pages at L-O underscore Louisville. But that's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the show. Um, check out the Locked On ACC podcast to get all your overall conference news if if you want to learn more about the ACC as a whole. That show hosted by Candace Cooper also can be found on all streaming services. But that's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the Locked On, the Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.